Yeah, everyone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't want to be that guy. Okay, welcome to Mr. Zerelvin on Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. It is the divisional round week, the week leading up to it at least, for the Niffle NFL playoffs. And it's your boy, Pod Drew, back yet again. Well, I keep coming back, because why not? Gotta talk football, gotta <laughs> brag about how smart I am at it. And, you know, I went out on a limb this weekend. I took the Lions over the Seahawks. But, you know, it was just a shot in the dark, see what happens. As it turns out, though, they lost. All the road teams lost. Me and my two co-hosts, we each picked a nice little road team uh, upset. None of it happened, so. Yeah, we all went out on a limb, really. So. Yeah, so but she said, Marv, speaking now, you decided to go for Raiders over the Texans. Yeah, just. Connor Cook and company. Right, I, I guess I had way too much faith on a rookie quarterback. That was dumb on my part, but uh, yeah, it was three three out of four. That's not too bad. It was against Osweiler, which I did say, you know, Osweiler, I thought maybe he'd have a decent game. Right. Because he somehow plays a little better on bigger games, it seems, in the small sample size of his career so far, at least. So, so far that's happened. Of course, he's going to have a tough one this uh, Saturday, will be. And, of course, we got young E-Nam over here, who uh, you want to uh, for the, your hated Giants. Reverse jinx works every time. So you're happy about it. So... Both of you guys were happy about the Giants' failures in the Green Bay. Well, yeah, I was. Absolutely. Of course you were, but of course you were as well, Eric, being a Cowboys fan. Yeah, uh, I've been saying I don't want to play defenses in the playoffs, and I'm not going to have to. Yeah, but even if the Giants were playing like any team, like if they are playing Se- uh, Seattle, would you root for? Who would you root for in that one? Against Seattle? Um, I would root for Seattle. I hate Even though Giants you don't like them so either, but much. yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of So Seattle. basically my point was, regardless of who you want to play, I think you'd be rooting for the Giants anyway. I mean, rooting against the Giants anyway. Generally. What about Giants at Redskins if the... Oh, sorry. The first time all season, I'm going to have to pay up. Ugh. Uh, what about Giants uh, Orange Skins? That was a matchup if the Skins did get in, and that was a matchup, even though it wouldn't really make sense, but... You know what I do that, that week? Mm. I, I root for attrition. Just injuries. Injuries. So many injuries. <laughs> That's like what I do in Ravens-Steelers matchup, I guess. I would think you would just <clears throat> hate the Giants more because the Giants have had more success against the Cowboys. Well, more success. Yeah, Recent there, success. Is, is there any like, success. Right. Yeah, for my own analogy, I, even though I hate, absolutely hate Ravens and Steelers, I will root for, ultimately root for the Ravens to beat them because mm-hmm. I hate the Steelers the most. So sure. That's not the same for you with the Skins-Giants, though? Uh, I mean, I guess... I, I'm not comfortable, like, I don't root for a side in those games. Like, I, I can't get myself there. Like, I want the Gi- I want whichever team has a better chance of taking the playoff spot from the Cowboys to lose, and then they do. All right, well, I guess you can think That's about fair. nice things like that when your team is going to be in the playoffs. So. Strong. Yeah, it's, maybe it's a different scenario than mine. Fine. But anyway, all the home teams won this past week. It was a bad slate of games we thought it was going to be bad for the most part not fun uh they weren't fun to watch i didn't really enjoy really any of them i mean the, the giants packers game that was a close game through three for like a half i was like enjoying it kind of but then i see the hail mary and i'm like i mean it was exciting i guess but uh, obviously you guys are happy about it but like because i at that point i'm like well first of all it's just getting ridiculous that rogers keeps doing this like i don't understand at some point, it's got to be somewhat just luck, but how does how does that happen? I don't understand. Three in two years. I, to <laughs> I, me, I, I don't... Yes, there's some luck involved, but he he airs it out. He throws it so yeah. high in the air, and it comes down in a trajectory that... I don't know. So for this one, it wasn't like the, his furthest one. This is probably his closest one, right. maybe. 
And so I, I feel like a lot of quarterbacks could be able to put the ball there. But like, but his receivers just get open somehow, whether they push off or right. the defenders run into each other and, and it's their fuck up, whatever it is, like it just keeps happening. But the main reason I was kind of like, eh, all right, because I wanted I wanted to see a close game. This was the fourth of four games. Didn't enjoy any other ones really. But it was still uh, a close game after the, the Hail Mary when uh, I, McCarthy fucked up, went for it on fourth. Right, down, so yeah, all right, so you, you, know, you so. are right. So you are right. So it did. It, it could have gotten close. It I was getting exciting again for a minute at that point, right? So it was fourteen to six. It was an eight point lead going into yeah, the and then the the Giants made scored two plays after that, and it was fourteen thirteen. Gotcha. And gotcha. then that's when you know everything kind of just. Went to sh- to shits for for the Giants. The kick I'd, kick off with the uh, rainy, yeah, and you know. And I, I did feel like the Giants were playing better for that first half. They game. were, they so, were until until the last. It was literally so, was the last. I want to say, two minutes and twenty seconds of the of the first half, the Packers scored fourteen points, and then that was it. it was, yeah. They just didn't stop scoring from there. So. And what did you think at the time when McCarthy went for it on fourth down there in their own territory? It's this is weird because I wasn't necessarily mad that he was being aggressive because that's kind of my thing. Like he's not aggressive enough sometimes, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at it. But then the play call that you run is just to me that's not a good play call. Yeah. Like why not? I would have just had Rodgers try to sneak it across. Or probably. it was close enough, but why not uh, do a, uh, a play action pass where he rolls out like? He's been yeah. like he did a couple times during the game. Found a couple guys open doing that. You yeah, know, so why not it? roll out? Why maybe he runs for the first down? He's done that plenty of times this year. Who they give it to? Um, Ty Montgomery. They gave it to Ty Montgomery and uh, who's like the smallest back too? Probably. Yeah, so you know, I just didn't like the play call, but it is what it is. And is Ty Montgomery hurt now? Or is he gonna play? He's gonna. It look. It's looking like he's gonna play because he practiced. Uh, the he came back in the game as well that that Sunday after he left. With okay. he kind of like twisted his knee, came back in the game and um, he did practice for the first practice of the week. So I think that he'll be fine. Um, the real question mark is Jordy. So right. That's probably. Uh, I mean, that's big. They're both big since Montgomery yeah. had been is suddenly important to the offense, but um. Obviously, yeah, Jordy. That between hurt, the two eater there, Jordy. It's such a dirty hit too. Like he he led with the crown of his helmet. Who hit him? Leon Hall, who was the guy who gave up to Hail Mary when a uh, mm. cop gave him a little little nudge. I'm kind of disappointed. Like when that happened, I I started getting shades of uh, 2011 all over again. The year that they bumped us, it, it was just such a bad, you know, quarter and a half, and then. Things just changed so suddenly. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging that they did it without Jordy, but I don't know. Dallas is pretty good. And Randall Cobb just showed up all Sunday. You said something like he, some for some reason, plays really well against the Giants. Yeah, he had his best game against the Giants earlier in the season, and he topped it this week. So. But obviously he's going to have to keep that going yep. for the Packers to have a chance if Jordy Nelson can't play especially. Well, they have Aaron Rodgers, so they're going to have a shot. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, just keep throwing it, throwing it up. <laughs> I mean, it is just improbable, I think. I don't know. People are saying, like, they got to change it to Hail Aaron or something. <laughs> like, it's not even a, or it's not a Hail Mary. It's yeah. just like a it's just quick a prayer pass. that he gets yeah, just... answered every time. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to loop back around and get all into this uh, Packers-Cowboys matchup. And I don't know if there's wagers going to be involved again between the two of you. Oh, by the way, was the last wager even paid off from the regular season? Yes, it was. It has been. Okay. How did that work again? What was the... It was a bottle? It was a bottle of uh, booze. And, yeah, what uh, was the bottle? So it, it kind of got a, a little mix-up there with the bet. Our elimination pool that we had in the office, mm-hmm. I came in second place. There was some money due. I just said, you know, money, and we'll call it even. So we, we exchanged the, the bet that way. So really nothing was exchanged. Hmm. Well, I don't really he, like he this. He didn't send me to the ATM, and he didn't have to go to. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I feel like the spirit of the bet was not honored here. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm sorry, Martin, right. but I wanted to see. I wanted a, a real bottle and on the premises. Yeah, no real bottle. I'm. I'm just trying to. Uh, he'll need it after this week yeah. when we uh, beat the Cowboys so. to celebrate. <laughs> and then, to drown uh, in his sorrows. 
I mean, maybe you can get make it better over some vegetarian food or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what's up, man. I, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, you guys are. It seems like you're happy to just leave it to the teams themselves, and uh, and I your think personal arguments. So worried. I don't think it's that. I think it's. I actually won a couple bets this week against you know betting against some of my giant friends. Mm. I beat Eric. Straight cash. Beat, uh, no, actually, a couple dumb bets. Uh, so my giant buddies, they gotta go. We we're going going to a bar this weekend to watch the game. One of them has to wear a Packers article that I choose. Oh yeah, these type of bets. I have fun. a five X Brett Favre jersey from my youth. That he God. will be wearing. Well, you really did think you were a member of Dipset. Five X. It was two thousand and three. Yep. You gotta understand. And uh, and then another buddy of mine has to paint the Green Bay Packers logo on his face and watch the game with that. So. All right. Yeah. Those are, those fun ones dress. are fun. So I don't. Why don't? I mean, why can't that be a thing between the two of you? Then, like, the next day, I guess it would be uh, Monday. Show up uh, wearing the other team. If your team loses, you have to wear their uh, their shirt or or no. It should be. So I won't be on the premises next Monday, but oh fuck! But Tuesday, but if you guys bring it in Monday and give give the loser that article of clothing, then they have to wear it on Tuesday. How about that? We can make it happen. Do you have a lot of? Do you have any cowboys? Do you gear? have a cowboy thing you could wear? I got cowboys. You must. All right. Really? All right. Yeah, I won't need it. Don't worry. I have tons of Packers stuff. Okay. <laughs> and you might not need it anyway. Even if you had none, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Right, I we'll don't, keep, yeah. We'll, I'm we'll keep working on this, but yeah, all right, let's, is there anything you guys want to talk about from the other games? Um, so we'll, Christ, no. Yeah, they're, they're shit. They're uh, so bad. Lions, Seahawks, I enjoyed maybe the first quarter. I was like, all right, it's okay, and then, after, and then it just went downhill. Seahawks I stopped thing. watching it, Seahawks started things. watching a movie. Did you see that um, face mask? It was a great catch, but Jesus Christ. Oh, Richardson? Yeah. He was literally, yeah, with he's... one arm, he grabbed the ball, and then with the other arm, he's ripping the guy, the, yeah. the defensive the defensive back's head off. But it was probably, but that guy caught. was holding him, too. I mean, it was... Should have got know. called, though. But he was actually making a lot of big catches but the, from what I saw. But Richardson. Calls in Seattle. Yeah, that's what everyone's complaining yeah. about. Dolphins, Steelers. I turned Matt that Moore. off quickly. Matt Moore. Looked like he got hit by a car, dude. Back up quarterbacks in the playoffs, yo. And Everyone then TJ Yates was warming up. So, yeah, I don't. There's not much I care to, to say about any of these. Love Bell looked amazing. Big Ben probably. Yeah, he can't Big be Ben stopped. got kind of hurt actually. Yeah, he's the, the sound of that. Oh, wasn't weren't aren't people mad at Tomlin because he shouldn't have even had a minute at that point? Or right, it was, it was like a, a second to last or play or something crazy. It really didn't matter. It was the game was done. Yeah, they were winning big. And he, but. He was in the walking boot after the game. He's not in the walking boot now. So, and you know Big Ben. I'm sure he'll play regardless. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't really if matter. If he could be hindered, that could be interesting. Yeah, especially on the road where he's mm-hmm. not. He hasn't been good. And maybe they can key in on Love Bell. Yeah. Focus most of their attention on the on stopping the run, and then well, we'll we'll talk about it right now. So last week for our classic point counterpoint segment, which again is normally me assigning. One of you two, the visiting team, to do the point for. The other of you then must do the counterpoint. Whether you really believe it or not, you have to create an argument for why that team you're assigned will win the game. Now that it's the playoffs starting last week with the wild card round, wanting to mix it up, get myself involved too. So for the first three games last week, and we're going to do it again for this uh, first three games, the divisional round here. So every game except for the matchup between your two teams. We'll pick uh, here from this head or from the table here this pieces of paper have it something written on it which will signify which team you get so marv why don't you pick a paper there and sure. i'll tell you which team that signifies what, what do we got there all right a2 that means that's the atlanta falcons that you're going to be on the uh, all right the counterpoint for let me snag a paper here i have c2 which is the, the chiefs. chiefs all right i like that grab one there eric and uh, we can't obviously argue against ourselves so uh, i got b1 B1 is going to be those Texans. Lucky day for you. <laughs> it's a free win. <laughs> All right, and I got C1. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Let's see what I've got here. A1, so that's the Seattle Seahawks, meaning, Eric, you, you've you got... Nope, that doesn't work. You can't argue against yourself. So I, you'll take the Seahawks, and I will take the New England Patriots. Excellent. So... That means the first skirmish is between me. I'm up first, I guess. And who got A2? You, that was you, Marv. 
Yeah, I got you. So we're starting off the exact same way we did last week. Yep. Battle between me and you, although I start this time with the point. So the Seahawks, why they're going to roll into, here, into Atlanta and win. I would say to start, well, this team's matched up already this year. Uh, it was a bit controversial with a non-PI call on Julio Jones. Seahawks ended up winning. By that token, you'd think Atlanta has revenge on their minds, and as I'm sure they do. But Seattle is just one of those teams where things work out for them like that. The refs give them calls. We already mentioned it today. Yeah. Maybe you'd say they get more calls at home, but maybe not because this the first game was in Atlanta anyway in the regular season, and they, they're getting calls. So I like that aspect of it. Offensively for the for Seattle, they definitely found the run game last week with Thomas Rawls getting back in good form, having his best game of the season. I don't see why they can't do that against Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is middling in general. Of course, we've got that poor, uh, poor and porous O-line for Seattle, but they already faced one team with without a great pass rush, being Detroit. Detroit got to him a little bit at the start of the game, then they started having more and more trouble as the game progressed from what, as much of it as I saw at least, when they had their own game going and everything. I don't think, it, see, uh, Atlanta has a couple, a little bit better pass rush, but not nothing great or anything, unless I'm uh, forgetting someone. Well, they had the sack leader, Vic Beasley. Which is Vic Beasley, so. Okay, so they have one, so they have one right, pass rusher. Right. Rich, right, that's who I was trying to think of there, yeah. It's his second year? I believe so, yeah. Like Beasley, yeah. All right, so they have one guy that can that's going to be keying in on Wilson, but if, if Seattle can focus on that and try to eliminate him as much as possible, they can get some other things going. This Richardson guy kind of came out of nowhere last week. Let's see if he keeps it going with these fantastic catches. And unless I'm mistaken, Seattle didn't, didn't come up with any big injuries offensively in that game. So, so. they should have the unit from last week. They're, they've got momentum going now. They know how to win in the playoffs. Defensively, it's going to be a little struggle. I do think that Atlanta is going to be able to... They're going to get a couple of big plays off in this game. So what Seattle will want to do to win is to just allow that maybe a couple of big plays are going to happen. They're going to have to shut down what they can shut down. So I would focus, if I were them, on stopping. I would also focus on trying to, to stop the run game as much as possible. And maybe Devontae gets a big playoff, maybe Coleman, who knows. But if they can just kind of shut it down, the majority-wise, not let them just continue going back to him and getting gashed, which I think they can stop, then they have enough offense to get going to match whatever few big plays happen for Atlanta. Close game, and then they sneak it out in the end, not, not dissimilar to what they did in their first meeting. So that's the recipe for Seahawks' success. So for the Falcons, they're at home, so that that alone is a uh, benefit to them. They don't have to be in, you know, or deal with the 12th man and the 13th man, which are the refs in Seattle usually. In addition, that Seahawks defense is totally different from what we're used to expecting. Um, while it did look good against the Lions, the Lions offense really is not great since Matt Stafford got hurt. Uh, this Falcons team has everyone rolling right now and everyone healthy. Julio, both running backs. Yeah, who was that? Who's the receiver? Taylor that Gabriel. Taylor he got hurt Gabriel. in the last in week sixteen. I don't know. If but he's he had a bye. I think he's good to go. So yeah. you know they seem to be at full strength as far as their offense is concerned, and I think they could take advantage of this uh, defense missing Earl Thomas over the top. So I think the Falcons will be able to score points on them. Like I said, sack leader Vic Beasley should be able to get to Russell Wilson and put some pressure on him that may lead to him making some mistakes. As a Packer fan, I've seen that a lot where the Seahawks, yeah, they they have pulled it through even when Russell Wilson makes mistakes. But um, I don't think they, if they make too many mistakes against this offense, which was the number one offense in the league, they won't be able to catch up. I think what the Falcons are probably going to do is get out to a big lead. Crowd noise will probably play in their favor. Seahawks make it interesting late, but, you know, Falcons hold on. While there's one thing that the Seahawks can do is that they probably can run the ball in this Falcons defense, I just feel if they get out to a big lead, the Seahawks might not be able to use that uh, advantage too much. So, 
Are you gonna j- jump in? With oh, am I gonna jump in? Uh, the Hawks or, or the Falcons? Excuse me. Uh, last week, yeah. once when me and Marva tangled there, you jumped in with my role, saying, "Oh, are you gonna flip flop?" Or... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, I uh, this week <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and say the right Falcons now. are gonna win. <laughs> All right, we play you to sleep with our point counterpoint. So you like the Falcons, you dash nom. Oh yeah, battle of the birds. And I'm afraid that I will. As valiant as my effort was to argue for the Seahawks, I do not think they're going to win. I do think Atlanta's going to win this game because of a big play, like I kind of mentioned. Yeah. So I like my argument, but, but I'm going Seahawks because right. I just think they're playoff tested. They know how to win in the playoffs. And the one thing that Matt Ryan does not know how to do, as much as people are touting him and going to give him the MVP and all of this and that, mm-hmm. he doesn't win in the playoffs. Russell Wilson does. Yeah. I think they can run the ball. If they keep it close early, if they avoid what I just said Atlanta is probably going to try to do, which is get off to a big lead, start fast. They can avoid that. I think Seattle will win because they'll they'll control the clock. And I think Thomas Rawls can run on this defense, which is not that good. I agree. And I think Sherman is actually going to shadow Julio in this yeah. game. I think that's what they need to do because uh, – I think if they don't, Julio's going to go off and have an amazing day. So yeah, I, I just do think that Devontae Freeman's going to have a big game, too. Like I, I don't really think Seattle's going to be able to completely shut him down. I think he's going to keep keep it moving for them. So If any of them has a big game, I think it's going to be Tevin Coleman because they're going because Julio being shadowed by Sherman, they'll play that short passing game to dink and dunk, which is kind of what happened in the first meeting that Coleman had, I think, over 50-yard receiving. He actually did some things. Okay, both him and Freeman can yeah, kind of do pretty similar things. Seattle's run defense is actually really good. I think it's it is, but, the um, league, but but that's the thing with the the Atlanta running backs aren't just traditional run, right, right, runners right. like that. Okay, so you're going Seahawks Island though yep. for this playoffs here. And what about in general? Before I move on to the next one, what is your thought on the kind of? I mean, we are with I guess Atlanta specifically, but just in general, the layoff factor of having the buy not being. Um, Maybe you can get healthier, but you're not. You've lost some momentum, possibly, and you're gonna have to deal with that with your Cowboys too, obviously, potentially. I don't really believe in momentum. You don't believe so in that. It's not. Yeah, it seems like something you want to believe on. Believe in. I, I I think it depends on the team. Depends on on the circumstances behind it. If you're dealing with a team that has that you know actually needs the week to get healthy, yeah, I don't think it it would hurt at all. A team like the Cowboys. Maybe I'm wishful thinking, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. You think it will? They were on a roll. They lost well, the last game. Then you give them two weeks off. If we just compare the Cowboys and Falcons real quick, yeah, you, you, might, you just said a minute ago that Atlanta doesn't have the playoff experience or success that Seattle does, but compared to Dallas, for example, everyone does. They have more. Because right. Matt Dallas, Ryan certainly has more than Dak, right. obviously, and, and things like that, so it could be interesting. Right, and, that, and you know, when we get to that game, I'll I'll mention what the most important thing I think is. But, okay, we'll um, save that. Yeah, and uh, it's a tease for. First of all, the most important later, thing but... is clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. <laughs> okay, Texas forever, son. Well, guys, let's have some. You're from Arkansas, man. <laughs> hey, hey, well, no, he likes Texas forever. So, hey, you're up on the clock, Eric. Houston oh, Texans. Texans. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, argue him up. Do you know why the Houston Texans are going to beat your New England Patriots? Because Glock Osweiler in this, the year of our Lord, 2017, has more playoff wins than Tom Brady. That's why. He's proven that he's a winner. What has Tom Brady done? The NFL is all about not what have you done, what have you done for me lately. What has Tom Brady done for lately? Sat at home on his ass. That's why the Texans are going to win. The only chance the Texans have is if they play the um, 2007 Vikings game and Jadavian Clowney literally eats Tom Brady's spine. I don't think uh, it's not going to happen. All right, well, be but that's my Give me something else. He beat them Patriots. once in a big game. How can the how can the um, strengths of the Texans? What are the strengths of this Texans team, and how could they possibly use that against? Yeah, so their receivers, uh, Will Will Fuller and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, they don't really get open, but they do catch passes. So if you want to say the Patriots' defense is not an elite defense, and the Texans are going to be able to do some things. Uh, if Brock Osweiler makes good choices and puts the ball where it's supposed to be, uh, which is not a thing that he's no, like historically been good at, then those receivers can make things happen. And if the defense does what it would like to do, then you can say the Texans have a chance to win a close game on like a late field goal or something. No Gronk always helps. Uh, right. That's what I got. Yeah, man, it's tough. 
One thing, before you even make your argument for these guys, how the hell, I was thinking about this the other day, Malcolm Butler, he gets an interception in the Super Bowl, no one had heard of, of him before that. He was a rookie. He, but no one had heard, like, you know, he wasn't a highly touted guy, nah. he didn't have an amazing season. Then the next year, he comes into the league, and he's one of the best cover corners. He's the best. Like, how? It does take defensive backs a little while to come on. Like, no, but literally, it went from one say. game, he just got a pick, and then next year, he's... Oh, it's like a fifth-round pick or a sixth-round pick or something. It's crazy. Yeah, it Belichick, is how does he do good, it? good, man. How does he do it? They had the number one scoring defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I don't understand it. I really don't. So, Pats, I would look at it this way. I mean, obviously, we all think the Pats are going to beat the Texans, so I, don't, I doubt anyone in general would pick in the, the Texans world? in this game. <laughs> no. Seriously, but but just to look at it this way, what the Texans, I think, are the best at, obviously, is their defense. So, if there's some miscues early from the Pets, maybe at least in the first half of the game could be a little bit close before, before I think the Pets will just open it up on them. What I would say if I was the Pets is to focus on our own defense, our own being, you know, the Pats on defense and just shut, shut down Osweiler completely, just do things to confuse him. Maybe he's going to have a good, I think he's had a good game in the past against the Pats before, right? So we know he can m- maybe do it. Don't just rely on, even though you probably can do it 95% of the time, don't just rely on Brady and Edelman in the offense to get it rolling for you. Come out firing, especially since you've had this bye too. You've had the layoff now. You want to come out with intensity still at defense. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's hard to... Like, you're having a hard time arguing for the Texans. It's hard, it's hard to give any interesting argument for why the Pets win. So I'm trying to say what they should do. So if I was a Pets fan, I would want to see defensive intensity here. Not letting them hang around whatsoever. Maybe as well it gets lucky. Gets a big playoff somehow. Maybe Houston shuts their run, Pets' run game down. I could see that happening. LeGarrette Blunt, he's down by the goal line. Yeah, he's probably going to punch it in I actually a few times. Would. But if they if they start going to him early, I think I think the Texans could sit on him and try to shut that down, make Tom Brady throw, which is still going to be a big problem for them. But you know, I don't know. I actually think this is low key. This is going to be the Patriots like two hundred and fourteen ru- uh, total rushing yards game for the postseason. It happens every year. Well, Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going to air it out. He's going to he's going to crush the defense this this year, and it's always one time. Per year, they run the ball just relentlessly, like against the Colts a few years ago. But I just don't see why Belichick would want to take that approach because the Colts the past couple of years have had bad run defense, so that makes sense to to try to run it down their mm-hmm. throats. That's what's going to happen Houston to the Steelers. I mean, Houston yeah. has pretty good defense in general, but they have good in the game against the Raiders. The Raiders had pretty good running backs this year, and they weren't able to get much going um, on the ground versus the Texans, so I don't know. Uh I think so, the bigger they, question they is... Want to, uh, yeah, they want to um, try to... I guess you're saying because they're going to play the Steelers, may possibly play the Steelers next, they want to run it on them? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I feel like this is the week that LeGarrette Blanc they goes won't over be 100. He's, he's a backup that, does 60-something. Yeah, he's saying this is the week that happens. I'm saying it's going to be next week when they play the Steelers. Fair enough. For the, the whole thing. But the bigger question is, I saw the spread was 16 and a half points. Do you think would you take Houston so we're talking that versus that large of a spread? I think that's the only question here. The Patriots are going to win. We all know it. I, I wouldn't pick Houston to cover that. that wouldn't I wouldn't either. either. Probably not. Yeah. Staying far the fuck away from that. Yeah, man. Yo, they they got shut out by this team with yeah. their third string quarterback. Yeah. Why yeah, would that they? Was pretty yeah. Yeah. Like that. And the Pats, they get lucky again. It happens all the time. Mm. They get a bye and then they get another bye. Right. Bill after O'Brien the was a Belichick guy, right? Yes. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He was a quarterbacks coach. Do you, how what's rate of success? Do you guys know that his guys have against him? Not great, right? Not great. No, no. Uh, they most try Belichick to guys tell on him like <laughs> like kind of suck. Yeah. Cornell, Josh McDaniels, Cornell, McDan- like they're all good at at, at those specialized Mangini. you know coaches, but Ugh. the head coach jobs they do is terrible every yep. single time. They never have. There's never been a good head coach coming out yeah. of you know the Belichick stable. Yeah. And that's why I think going back to last week, if if they didn't have the Raiders didn't have to like start their rookie who never played before, and I think they could have got the coaching advantage last week, but it just too much was stacked against them. But yeah, not the case this week. All right, so you said you the Steelers are gonna face the Pats next week. 
So why is that going to be the case? They got to be the Chiefs first. Yep. Well, this so last week was the first playoff game that Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Lev Bell played together. It was kind of mind-boggling when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Like, it, they've been together for a while now, so, you know, it didn't make sense to me. And we saw what they did. As soon as they came out, Antonio Brown, two touchdowns in, like, the first seven minutes of the game. Lev Bell sets a, a Steelers rushing record for the game in general. They destroy the, the Dolphins. And then it, it just felt like they were up 20-3 to three and got bored and started fucking around and said, you know what, fuck it, let's throw it out, let's air it out. doesn't matter, we're going to win. I don't think they took the Dolphins serious. This Chiefs team, they blew them out earlier this season. Granted, that was at home, but they've already seen them, and they handled them with these three guys. Now in the playoffs, I think these three guys, I think they know it's either now or never. It hasn't happened before. Their second game together. If Big Ben is healthy enough, I don't see how they are going to stop that that uh, offense. Lev Bell, is the, I've said this early in the season, he's the face that runs the place over there, and if the Chiefs can't stop him, it's going to be a long day. They're just going to they're, they're just gonna eat. And uh, I think they'll put up way too many points for the Chiefs to make up. The Chiefs, their defense is a bend-but-don't-break kind of defense that relies on turnovers. Big Ben can hold on to the ball, which is kind of a big if mm-hmm. on the road. But if he can, I don't even think he's going to be close. But we'll see. All right. Counterpoint for the Chiefs. And I'm sorry. not to, The Steelers' defense, it looked pretty good. Against the Dolphins, granted, but Shazier looked good. Uh, Alex Smith. Running around with that Alex shirt on pregame and 10-degree yeah, weather. Yeah, man. Alex Smith doesn't scare me, so. Okay. Why is Alex Smith actually really scary, though, Eric? Alex Smith is good at getting the ball to the people who matter. You get, I think you get Macklin back. Yeah, Macklin's been Chiefs. He's playing. Shit, what's his name? Kelsey. Kelsey. He's been the guy Kelsey. Been, yeah. He's been the best tight end in the league in the absence of Gronk. He's unstoppable. No one can cover him. It opens up so many things for them running the ball, even without Jamal Charles, that, that backfield with Spencer Ware. Uh, it was a replacement level back. And uh, some of those other guys whose names I don't really know uh, to do things. Their O-line's not bad. Their D-line is incredible. Justin Houston back has been a, been a fucking revelation. I think they're going to eat Big Ben to death on the road. Their defensive backfield, Eric Berry and company, they, they do nothing but create turnovers and do just like beautiful, brilliant things with them once they have the ball. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those games where people do expect the Steelers to just go ape shit, just like bullets flying, and it's going to be more like with the uh, Steelers' 11th ranked defense, it's going to be more like what we expect from Kansas City and Denver uh, when we were talking earlier in the year, what what, what one would expect from some other teams with good defenses, and that's going to cancel out the, the offense on both sides. So the Steelers... Defense is coming along. It, it's 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 pretty good. Shazier's still there. There are not a lot of injuries, but the Steelers on the road do just make some dumb mistakes. And and Ben, their their fucking like their leader, their field general, is not immune to that. I think because of the turnover margin, which I'm gonna preemptively give to the Chiefs here, it's gonna be a closer game. And I think the Chiefs are ready to win one of those trench trench warfare slugfest games. You know, to say Justin Houston is a big part. He hasn't been healthy. They gave him, you know, week, the last week of the season off, then they had to buy. He is going to suit up for this game, so that can be a big deal. My whole thing with the Steelers and why I think they'll win is they also play down to competition. Mm. So when they play crap teams, they don't show up. They kind of don't They lose the bad teams on the road. Yeah, the they lose yeah. to bad teams, man. So, you know, when they play these good teams... I think they show up, and, and I think Big Ben knows what he's playing for. He's playing for his legacy right now. Like, if he makes another Super Bowl, which they can do, they, I think they're the only, if you wanted my honest opinion, I think they're the only team that can outscore the Patriots because even the the Chiefs, like I said, they just rely too much on, on getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't turn the ball over. So what then what, you know? Maybe the pass rush, but that's if Houston is healthy. Let's see him get through one game this week, if he can. I don't know. So. All right, so... Even though you you just randomly picked having to argue for the Steelers, it seems like you're quite convinced already, and you're going to be picking them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm picking them. Yep. And Eric, are you convinced on what you are assigned, or do you want to flip flop over to the Steelers? Uh, I'm also going to take the Steelers. All right. So <laughs> I was going to take the Steelers probably. But I do think they will, you know, probably win. But 
for fun, I will, and it's certainly because I'm going to be rooting hard against them, and uh, I'll go on Chiefs Island here, because I do think the Chiefs have a chance to win. Uh, I think it's more of like a 60-40 thing. I would say 60% I feel Steelers, 40% I feel Chiefs. So uh, I'll just go with Chiefs for fun here. But to the Chiefs' credit, I do think, yeah, you're talking about they get a lot of turnovers and puts them in good position. I do think they could maybe get a, a pick or two off Ben, maybe. And apart from that, I think their offense has been better this year than in past years with just creating their own offense, sustaining longer drive or punch, really. They were able to sustain drives the past couple years, but they had red zone failures. The receivers, especially two years ago and longer, were um, pretty bad. They have a little more talent now. They, they have been doing much better in the red zone this year, so I think they can punch it in against Tyreek Hill is a, or anyone else. is a beast. So, I mean, and that's what we didn't really talk yeah, about is special yeah. teams. I think that could be special like if they teams do win. is, I think, the Chiefs' maybe biggest advantage in this yeah. game. Yeah, special teams, and if they get Big Ben turn the ball over and get Tyreek Hill to run one back, then they can do it. But the offense, Kelsey, while he's come on, you know who hasn't? At the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, man, there's no difference between Jamal Charles and Spencer Ware. And all of a sudden, Spencer Ware really comes back down to earth, and you haven't really heard anything about him ever since the emergence of Tyreek Hill. Well, I don't know. I think Spencer Ware will still get, you know, he could get 100 yards in this game. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Now it's time for the big of the main event. Next, the, what what what's a good wrestling <laughs> term for this, Marv? Like, what's like the big? This is the main event. This just, is the main event the main of the event. weekend. There's yeah. not something more colorful. This more. is the this this could be you know it's a, it's a steel cage. It could be a steel cage match. It could be a okay. Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, like the Hell in a yeah, Cell yeah, here. Hell, hell, well, yeah, well, we're in the cube means. right now where we yeah, record. It's so. a Hell in a Cell because so there in Texas is a dome up there. So what rounds the cube though? Since this battle is going on in the cube. Rube, uh-huh. but that none of us are rubes because we're all smart in football. Um, the well, Mike McCarthy's going to be there, so yeah. But but again, I'm, I'm focusing on, on the match. <laughs> I'm focusing on the match today, not the match on Sunday. And the match is between the two of you to convince me, Pod Drew. Okay, how about this? It's called Convince Drew in the Cube. Even it doesn't exactly rhyme. Great, but all right. Uh, convince Drew in the Cube because last week we did point and attack. Meaning it was your Packers um, versus the Giants. Me and Eric were laughing uh, volleys at you to why the Giants could upset the Packers, but ultimately neither of us were that convinced. You probably won that one, even though Eric, you took the Giants just because you wanted to, but you you really thought the Packers would probably win, right? Yep. So, yep. But right now, I could I could really go. I'm being 100 percent honest. I really could go either way on this game. I don't completely know who I who I want to pick yet. So I'll let you guys start it off. You're on the road, Marv. You can start it off direct. Sure. So g- give your arguments, but one thing at a time. So you'll say one one reason, and then we'll switch to Eric. You say one, and we'll go back and forth. So we're not even really arguing against each other. It's just rapid fire our points. Or oh, let's no. I love that. Let's do this. Yeah. So because yeah, you're you're, you're arguing against each other, but doing it through trying to convince me. Gotcha. So Aaron okay. Rodgers. Yeah. All right, that's your first point. There's nothing else to say. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> we already showed you. We already showed you how we're gonna beat the Packers. All right, it so. already happened. <laughs> this so wait, year. wait, 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 wait. Was that the same Packers team that you're facing now? Was that the same Aaron Rodgers in Week Six? I think. It no, was. you you know what? I think they had more of their defensive backfield intact. That doesn't matter because you have a rookie quarterback. I want to see that rookie quarterback. All right, we're starting off with a lot of cross talk. Best rookie here. quarterback maybe ever. A lot of cross talk. I think here. Tom Brady will have something to say about right. that. All right. Maybe All Cam right. Newton would and, too. You two boyfriends, and, but you know. I got to bring in the ref here and separate <laughs> you guys already. All right. You you said Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You said you're going to leave it at that. So, what is your point that that you've beat Aaron Rodgers before? Or yeah, you my point is that we're not afraid of Aaron Rodgers. We already beat him this year. And how did how did they beat him? What was the main thing they did to shut him down? Ball control, relentless rushing attack with the best offensive line in the league. Okay. Uh, and so keeping him off the field, Ezekiel Elliott. Can... Keep 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 Aaron Rodgers off the field. So you kept him off the field with your and... offense, and you think you can do that again? Yes, I don't think you have an answer. Okay. to our offense. Well, so the difference between as I stated, totally different team. Totally different mindset, totally different everything in week six of a meaningless regular season game opposed to the divisional round where Zeke has never seen that. Dak Prescott definitely has never seen that. Most of your offensive linemen have never seen that. Matter of fact, Actually, that's... M- most of the people on the team have never seen something this important. The last time they did, they lost. So guess who? The Green Bay Packers. You know what I'm saying? So, And again, my, my thing is, yes, experience is going to play a role in this. I think that the Packers... What was different about that, you know, yes, the players were the same 
maybe we were a little healthier back then. Difference is that our offense is going right now. If we get started quickly and build a lead, let's see, maybe an unforced error by your rookie quarterback. He threw his first pick against the Packers this year. He did. He did do that. Let's see. So I want to see. I want to see the Cowboys down fourteen nothing, and I want to see if they come back. I don't think you're gonna see them. So down. quickly, getting off to a quick lead, you think the Packers will do that? I think they're gonna have. They have to. They have to get off to a quick start. This isn't the Giants. It's not gonna be that uh, we punt the first five possessions and then it's only six nothing. If we punt the first possession, the Cowboys will probably run the ball for the f- whole first quarter and ha- and just eliminate that whole first quarter. Exactly right? Which is kind of like his first punt, keeping Rodgers. Right, up. but that's so. why I don't think that's going to happen. I think Rodgers and McCarthy are going to have a game plan to, to open up the offense and uh-huh. move the ball, regardless of whether Jordy's there or not. I'm sorry, so, Rodgers and who? You heard right. McCarthy. Your garbage coach, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, listen. All right. Go ahead. All right. The one thing he does well is that he's, he's a quarterback's guy. And if there's one thing that you cannot deny, he has success with Aaron Rodgers. What every game that, that people like the Packers are real big underdogs, and the one that really comes back to mind that they blew it. They beat themselves. I don't think the Seahawks beat them. 2014 wildcard game, no one picked the Packers. It was Seahawks. Seahawks are going to run over them, you know, whatever. This is, I feel like the same thing is going to happen this year. Everybody's just like, well, we saw this already. We know what's going to happen. Mm. So, Eric, what, uh, on your point then, what, uh, apart from all the McCarthy talk there, uh, Marv was talking a lot about what the Packers' game plan would be to get their offense going early, get a big lead. So, do you have an argument for why that won't happen, or what are the Cowboys going to do to make sure they don't get down big to start, or down at all? I mean, we really just have to, we just have to play our game. It's one of those things that people say. In this case, it happens to be true. The Cowboys know how to cover receivers, especially the mediocre-ass Green Bay receivers. The Cowboys know we've, wow. we've got that kid that we've been unleashing slowly, Irvin. It's going to happen. We're, he's not going to have nine seconds to throw. I mean, they've got a, they've got a great O-line. It's not the best O-line in the league. Cowboys O-line is the best O-line in the league. But he's not going to have as much time as, as one thinks that he's going to have. In the meantime, Sean Lee's out there, quarterback in the defense, just being absolutely everywhere in the middle of every play, nearly leading the goddamn lead in league in tackles in a year that he's healthy. It's hey, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, sneeze uh, and break his leg or something. Yeah, he's I mean I assume he's gonna break his <laughs> it, leg this week. It might happen, yeah. Um, get out of ourselves. We don't have to do that much on defense because their offense is never gonna be on the field, dog. It, it all comes back to the offense to to running the ball, to taking all the time we can between plays, to doing exactly what we want. And they're not going to be able to stop us. They have no one capable of covering Des Bryant. And if they do double up on Des Bryant, Terrence Williams has himself a day. <laughs> Russ Cole, time is a flat circle. Beasley has himself a day. Jason, I'm going to go to the Hall of Fame the second I retire. Witten has himself a day. <laughs> Hopefully that won't be after this Sunday. Um, it might be. Now, just to get a bonus point in for you, since he's, there's a little McCarthy talk there. What about Jason Garrett? What are his strengths? Why, why is he a better coach than Mark? You know what Jason Garrett's biggest weakness is? When the other team decides, you know what? <laughs> we're going, we're, we're going to do nothing but blitz you because I don't, I don't think that your quarterback can handle it. Jason Witten doesn't... Jason Garrett. Yeah, sorry. Jason Garrett refuses to adjust. They're about the same adjust. age. So. <laughs> Word. Jason Garrett refuses to adjust his game plan. He brings in no more blockers. He runs no quicker plays. He just lets our guy sit back there, run his offense, and get obliterated. We're not doing that this year. We're relying on an MVP candidate rookie running back, Ezekiel Elliott, who is impossible to tackle. They're not going to be so, able to sit back there three downs in a row. Are you saying the reason that they're, you're not doing that? Garrett's not doing that this year is that he would be doing it still, but just because I'm sure he would be. I don't, is, I don't think he's happen. capable of a second half. Because Elliott's yeah, I don't think lot. Jason Garrett is capable of a second half adjustment. We just have we're, we're a team this year that doesn't really need one. Okay. Yeah, I do kind of think that. I've never loved either. Your team's coaches. Oh, he's bad. I do you think they've both, they've both got lucky with um, some really great players. Yeah, Jason Garrett's bad. And McCarthy, to, to talk, bring it back to him, I, I do think he there's got to be something there with player development and getting the team ready during the week sort of thing, but in-game decision-making, I do think he makes quite a few mistakes. That's where he so, yeah. So, yeah, coaching-wise, this is a, t- a real toss-up to me, coaching-wise. I, I couldn't uh, necessarily look to an advantage there on either team. I just, I think you forget, as much as you poo-poo this Giants team, that defense... You in general, or are you talking to Eric? I'm talking to Eric. So I'm talking, you know, that Giants team, we just put up 38 points on them. 
you got scored 10 and I think 7. I don't know what it was. Not a lot. Right. So my, my thing is, you know, you're saying that your defense, which is middling at best, and the only reason it hasn't been exposed is because you don't play top five offenses, one. When you played the Packers, they weren't a top five offense, clearly. That happened, you know, second half of the year. Two, it's because of that ball control. If you get down to the Packers, the Falcons, the, pa- the Patriots, mm-hmm. any of these teams that you, if you get past us, that's who you're going to have to deal with. I don't see how this rookie quarterback is going to lead the Cowboys back from a 14-0 lead. So that's what I'm saying. If the Packers get, get a lead early, which the Packers do better than any other team in football because they were, I believe, number two in scoring in the first quarter, did it happen against this week against the Giants? Didn't need to because the Giants, are their offense is horrible. But if that happens, I, I want to see th- this confidence. I want to see all this bravado. I want to see it again. Because I don't think it's going to – I don't see how you guys come back. That formula is so ingrained. I don't think that you can recover if you're down 14 nothing. if you're down 21-7, if you're down 21-3. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is – Different from Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or all these other guys in the playoffs. So my, my answer to that is it wasn't true for any of those quarterbacks until it happened. And this offense, this mindset, sure, Jason Garrett, not great at making adjustments. Uh, our offense, not a high-wire passing offense. Also not going to matter. I, I think that we're capable, especially against the defenses that we're going to have to play now that all the elite defenses have been knocked out on the NFC side. A- any Seattle's of the defenses, still there. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I consider surprised. them knocked out. I mean I mean Green Bay and Atlanta, the defenses that we would have to play. I'm I'm not that worried about getting behind. We'll see, man. I mean that's my thing. I think if the Packers get off to a big uh, early start, so that, that seems to be the main focus of your argument, Marv, is that yep. you think they'll get off to an early start. So yeah, that means for the Cowboys side, they either have to mount a big comeback and get that offense going for that easily possible, probably, or they have to just not let that happen defeat, uh, you know, go against what Marv is saying will happen. And They'll have to keep Aaron Rodgers shut them, the Keep them off, basically kind of do what the Giants did until the very end of the second quarter. Right. How, mm-hmm. how did the Cowboys do that? How did the Cow... I mean... I mean, defensively, I guess, what is there... What are they going to do to, to shut them down? Right. Now we're going in circles. I don't know that we're capable of shutting down Aaron Rodgers. Do I, do I think we're capable of keeping him from scoring on two-thirds of his possessions? We can do that. Especially without a little help from his friend Jordy Nelson... And they're running so, back. Okay, right? we're, we're capable of doing that. But you're not how? But they so they don't. Both teams have good O lines, and, and maybe the Dallas is better. But when Dallas is on defense, the Packers do have a good O line just to mm. give mm-hmm. Rodgers time. So they have no one who can run the football, especially if that rookie mm-hmm. is out. Christine Michael, like, there's a reason he doesn't play for the Cowboys anymore. And especially if Jordy's out, we have the corners to cover. Your receivers, I, they're they're not going to be open. Brandon Carr's. So did the Giants. So did the Giants. That is true. They have better corners than the Cowboys. Sure. So do the I Seahawks. The Seahawks have better corners than the Cowboys. You ain't played the Seahawks. We pl- we scored thirty eight on them so, about three weeks in ago. the playoffs. We scored thirty eight on them about three weeks ago. I do consider what you did to the Giants defense an aberration. That team was kind of a mess, and also the Giants have been fool's gold all year. What? Well, their offense is fool's gold. The defense isn't fool's gold. The defense yeah. is legit. Sure. So we're talking about defense here, where you're saying that your corners are good enough to cover the Packers receivers, but I'm telling you what we've done against good, against better corners. Sure. Seahawks and Giants both have all three of their corners are better than your three corners. You can't deny that. See, so people what they forget is Devontae Adams was a number one receiver. It was one on one A. He had twelve touchdowns this year. If Jordy's okay. down, it's, it's not like we're down a number one. We have a number one. He's susceptible to drops, but he's still a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobbs just scored three touchdowns. He's our slot guy. I'm just saying. I, I don't. I would love if Jordy was there, man. I think it's it, you know it's a big deal if he's not, but. I still believe in my quarterback enough that I think they'll put up points regardless. And that's why I'm saying if we get out to a lead, it's a problem. But if we have the ball last and it's and it's a close game, it's so a problem. So I fully anticipate being ahead with 10 so minutes left So you just think it's going to be quarter. a blowout? Uh, no. I fully anticipate being ahead between 8 and 11 points with okay. 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and just sweating bullets. You, let's see. Let's see. I, I can see that. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I keep repeating myself or trying to... Or trying to be a dead horse here, but I'm just trying to figure out the the Dallas 
defensive game plan here? Is it? I don't know, dog. I'm not in those meetings. Well, so I'm trying to figure out what I, they're I going to do so I can or, make my pick. Are, is it smart of them to let kind of let Green Bay get what they can on the ground since they don't have great weapons there and like really key in on the receivers like Devontae Adams and whoever else? Bend but not break type of defense? Is that what Dallas would do? Yeah, I, I can see that happen. I, I know that Marinelli is not just going to rush four guys every down and then just let let them go straight at these great O-linemen. Uh, there's going to be some trickeration up there. there something interesting is going to happen because how else has he been able to get all of this production defensively from these guys whose names you don't know? I barely know them. Crawford and Crawford uh, and Irvin, the rookie. Something interesting is going to happen there. And then on the back end, you just play your game. Just like, all you got to do is make sure these guys, who are not their number one guy, granted, Devontae Adams ended up being good at football with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, mm-hmm. don't let him get open. Don't let him get open. So, am I right to assume you're going with your own team? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, it's to me. And I am going to take the Green Bay Packers. Thanks. <laughs> Let's see, man. I like I, I just, said, I don't think there is a good just to get my reasoning real quick. Uh, breaking it down, coaching wise, I didn't think there's a big advantage either way. Defensive wise, maybe a slight advantage to Dallas, but nothing major. I don't think either of these defenses are good enough to shut down the opposing offense of the te- of the two teams. No. Offensively, you know, the converse of that is I think both offenses could have a good day. And it's going to come down to me that I just trust Aaron Rodgers more than rookie Dak Prescott, even though he had a great year. I, I was impressed with Devontae Adams last week and the past few games of the regular season, so I do think he'll, he might have a big game in the absence of Jordy or whether Jordy plays or not. And uh, just non-related to these teams, I want all home teams otherwise. All home teams won the first week. It seems improbable they would do so again this week. And even though it might Maybe the Steelers would be the road team to win. Packers could do it as well. So three fourths of the I will. Uh, it, man. I will take Packers there. But thanks, I appreciate. It. We're both thanking you for, mm-hmm. for the yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I, I just, hey, man, it's. Good. I think it's gonna be a good game. It better be. It better be but, a good uh, game. No, I, if it's a blowout, either way, I'm gonna I, be pissed. Shit, I hope it's a blowout. On of my course, side, you both you know? think of that for your own side. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? I think it's good. I think as an I think it's gonna be a good game. I forgot to include this. Aaron Rodgers, he, uh, he's won more Super Bowls in that building than the Dallas Cowboys have. So, you know, that's another thing. He's... So a low blow to finish the yeah, exactly. day off. Huh? <laughs> wait, and wait, wait, what year did he win in Dallas? 2010. Well, what year did he win? That's why he only has one, right? Yeah. I didn't they know beat the Steelers in Dallas. All right. Yeah. That was the first. I didn't remember first... that's where it was either. But... Yeah, that's the only uh, Super Bowl there, I think, or the second. I, I mean, I it was the first. It was the first. I don't know if there's been after. They might have another one scheduled at some point. Where is it this year? Houston. Houston, right, okay. Yeah, so if Houston could get past the Patriots. Whoop. Yes, not, uh, well, they'd still have to get past another team after that. Yeah, it's team. not. All right, so, and uh, and you guys think you will want to do your uh, your wear each other's clothes bet or anything like that? If you want to do it, we do it. Yeah, it's fine. All right. It's a bet. We're shaking on it. That was a shake. Yeah, uh, right above listeners. the microphone. That exactly. means you'll be wearing that Tuesday rather than Monday, if you guys don't mind. I mean, it would be better just to Monday, but then I just personally won't be yeah. able to see it. Yeah, and it'll be, but you uh, could give each other the sweater or whatever it is on Monday, and they can wear it. Oh, Monday's a holiday. And, yeah, but... Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Okay, yeah, true. so that would be disrespectful to do it that day. Mm-hmm. So, that'd, be, that'd be real racist. Let's not... It's yes. true, right? Wearing any Dallas Cowboys gear is racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's All right so I don't think I can keep these two guys uh, off each other anymore. They're, they really want to continue their argument here. <laughs> so, uh, But I'll wrap it up. Pod Drew signing off here uh, for Cheesehead Marvin E Nam, uh, Dallas, young Dallas star. Young bye week. Young bye week. Please just subscribe or stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. We'll be back next week for the championship round debates and should be plenty to talk about off hopefully a good week of football. All right, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.